podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Carnage. It's a bit of a low-key one as far as Liverpool is concerned, but um, I've got some guests lined up today that's going to make it um, a bit fiery. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Carnage episode three. We've got this far. People didn't think it's going to reach episode three, even, you know, but we keep going. We keep going. Um, I've got some nice guests in the house. I don't even need to introduce Rance, every man and his dog, and the dog's dog, and the dog's dog knows Rance. So I'm going to introduce Matisse, who everyone knows about as well. Matisse, uh, I only started chatting to um, the other day. And uh, it's not often I hear a Chelsea fan talk as much sense as this brother did. So I had to get him on my show because this show is all about people that chat football and sense at the same time. And it's a rarity, in my opinion. So, Matisse, welcome to Carnage, my brother. Thank you, bro. It's appreciated. Thanks for the big up and thanks for having me. It's, um, it's a pleasure to be here. And obviously, I'm familiar with Rance. I do his streams as well. So I'm familiar here. It's, it's, good, to be, it's good to be here, bro. That's what I'm saying. As I said, everyone knows Rance, but still, Rance, what's going on? I know you've been very busy this week. What's happening? This week, today, this is my seventh stream today. Yeah, you're, yeah but forget the streams. Tell everyone, <laughs> tell everyone the mad story about what happened in the end, so to speak, man. This oh, week. yesterday. Did you see that, bro? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, um, some of my Liverpool people won't know what happened. So tell them, because this is a mad world. Nah, I was on, we've got a bus in it. Like, it's like one of them pimped out buses. Um, And basically the engines, the generator, we do podcasts and stuff like that on the bus in the ends. And we're on the strip in Church Road, yeah? Like, strip parked out in the front, mm. um, setting up to do a podcast. Channel 4 are there. So they sent two people from Channel 4 on the bus. We're doing mm. some work. We are on the top floor of the bus. Outside the window, we see this this nitties ran on the bus, grabbed a rucksack. Obviously, we got brand new Apple Macs, everything like yeah. started belting down the street, like stole the rucksack, and it was mad. Yeah, a few boys were on the strip. Like, obviously, furlough or no furlough, the man them are always on the strip. Do you know? What I yeah. Mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, no business, so they've no. seen the guy running off. Yeah, one of them jumped on a moped, chased this guy. Literally through the streets, like down the alleyway, clapped him with a bike helmet, like knocked him out. 
we've had to run over now get the bag back pin this guy down until the police comes so ended up like yeah it was a madness it was a madness bro we were did he did he have the did he run off with the yeah, he um, took the, the rucksack and he was on his bag running bro chased him bro like full so rucksack he up, so he parked up his bike he must have he's got a bike no nah, what what happened was um, the geezer was, must have been. I reckon he was just walking past, and it was an opportunist thing. He saw the bags on the back, ah. so he's grabbed the bag and he started to run. But the mm-hmm. kids have seen him running with the rucksack and saw he came off the bus. So one of the kids was obviously just chilling, chatting to his boys on a moped. Saw him and chased him because he knew that he stole the stuff in it. Like because mm-hmm. they know they know the bus. Like in the ends, like it's got like logos and that on the side. They know who owns the bus. So because they know who owns the bus. They were like, right, he stole something, chased him so, down, so, clapped so him with a bike helmet, and then just had to kind of pin man until the police came. So had one knee like in his hip or like one in his throat. Do you know what I mean? You just have to just yeah, pin yeah, man yeah, down, yeah. innit? Little so basically, basically a normal day in London, man. Basically, yeah, it was normal, end. bruv. The normal police came day. about half an hour later, hmm. and then we just went back to filming. Like that was it. Like nothing got stolen, like didn't file a police report or nothing. We just told them to let him go, just take him out the area because the kids would have beaten him up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably from the area. It's probably a cracker that's going to Yeah, but that's it. He's just one of them yeah, nitties, isn't it? Like, so the police said that he was known to the police anyway, but um, he's he wasn't, he, had, he hasn't been nicked for like theft before, just other little minor things, isn't it? So, yeah. Just told them, just get him out the area because the kids, yeah, yeah. they were going to yeah. beat him up, innit? Yeah, so, it's going to end up worse for him. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm just talking about, to ends, talking about ends and area, Mr. Terry Flewers, what's going on, man? How's it going, bro? You good? We, um, I just, I just talking about the other brothers in here, and you must be one of the hardest working brothers I know, and that's why you're late because you was working again. And I, and I'm, t- I'm just about to tell the listeners and viewers that me and you grew up in the same area. We didn't know that. We didn't realize East London, Leighton, Walthamstow, even the same school. Shall we, shall we say the school or no? Nolly and boys, yeah. Nolly and boys, big up Nolly and boys, because it was a small world, and I realised that me and you went to the same school. Obviously, I went about twenty years before you, um, <laughs> but, but still, Terry, welcome. I, I, everyone knows Terry; he's been on the show. He, he's been on not this show, but LFC Day Trippers before. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Just as you say, busy, mate. Don't stop. Don't stop. Nah, you don't. You don't. Like, you and Rance don't stop. Like, me and Matisse is, I think, karma, but maybe I'm, I'm, I'm reading it wrong. But maybe Matisse is as mad as you lot. Matisse, what's your schedule like these days? Well, my schedule is slowly picking up. I mean, I'm very new yeah. to this YouTube game, so I've only been That's here for right. a few weeks. Um, but I do a lot of things. I try to do a lot of things outside YouTube as well, because I'm very interested in presenting. Um, we was at the Palace Palace Stadium just just in the evening there as well. So just when I got home, bang back out back out the door again just to film for the FBA Awards. So yeah, we're we're we're, we're getting busier. So hopefully 2021 is just going to be a straight madness every single day. That's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. The thing is, right? I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm new as well. Like Rance has been on my case to do this shit for years, literally like three years. And I'm and I'm I'm well lazy, but when I see people like Terry and Rance, man, doing so well for themselves, I'm not saying it, and I've said it to themselves, man. I'm I'm tired of like saying it to their faces, but like behind their backs, but they're inspirations, man. These mm-hmm. men's are inspirations. But anyway, look, it's been a mad week, you know. I'm not gonna lie. For me personally, it's been a very low-key week. Um, not because of only Liverpool, like before Terry does that nasty laugh of his, right? <laughs> I don't want that. There he goes. That nasty, irritating laugh. But, but, but um, 
But just generally, man, um, first we hear about the death of um, Heavy D. Um, that came as a shock. I didn't know him personally, but I know people that know him. And everyone that speaks about him talks about how, you know, he was just a happy go character, you know, a character, mm. a personality. Yeah. Um, no one's perfect. No one's going to be liked by everyone in the world. But anyone that keeps smiling, I've got no issues with people that keep smiling and, and just want to be put smile on other people's faces, you know, because that's the best way to go, man, where people remember you smiling as well. So that was sad. And then just a couple of hours later, my main man, boy, my, my hero, the reason why I started loving football, Diego Maradona, man, you hear about him and 60s, no age. So I just wanted to, to go around and ask you guys about your, your memories of Maradona and what he meant to you guys. And, you know, just, just give your sort of tributes, I should say, to, to Maradona. I'm going to start with the debutant always. We, we just put pressure on the new man always, Matisse. We don't hold back. You know what I mean? So you go first, bro. I mean, I was too young to really watch him live, as as you guys probably would guess. But when I hear about, you know, my, my dad speaking about him and, and talking about back when stats wasn't a thing where, yeah, Maradona hit top stats. That's why he was up there with the greatest of all time. You know, people have their debates and whatnot, but people from that era will tell you he was the greatest because he's the one that made them fall in love with the game. And, and you know, players like, closer to home for me, like Ronaldinho, those those type of players where you're not talking about stats every five minutes, you just watch them and you just love the game. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they're they the type of players where whether they score or assist or not, they just put a smile on your face. And I've seen some of the some of the comps that were going around on, you know, on the day that he, he passed on Twitter. And wow, man. Do you know what I mean? Even the, even in the training sessions before the game, this guy's doing kick-ups. He's just, he's just loving life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and what... That what separates for me Maradona because, like I said, I didn't get to watch him live because I've you know there's loads of great players. But what his personality that's that's something special. Do you know what I mean? That guy was just he was a happy guy. You know? He just loved life. He just did whatever whatever he wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? And I love I love the fact that you can put a personality to him as well. I've seen clips of him dancing. You know what I mean? At the World Cup, I think dancing in the stadium on the top tier, just like boogieing and whatnot. It's a guy was just so yeah, such a personality to him. So yeah. I, I, to be honest, I just from, from, the biggest thing I can say about Maradona is he's the player that I wish I could have watched. If I could pick a player that I didn't get to see that I wanted to see, it would be him. Because when you're skipping around ten, you know, three, four man, and just, and you're and you're really just enjoying life, you're not even really. Sometimes you're not even really trying. Do you know what I mean that for me is the pinnacle? So, unbelievable. you know, you know, when people talk about sort of like why I do this, or I'm sure people ask Rance and Terry why they do that, and it's it, it's sort of linked to sort of because I enjoy it I really love talking football I love it it's beautiful football it's what I do it's what I enjoy and it's same with Maradona when he played it's like Ronaldinho but he was the original just in he was balling out there like it was it was you know his his garden that's mm -hmm. how he used to play and he used to take that on the pitch who can do that Rance I know you're a big fan of Maradona um what are you saying man yeah, he was he was special, man. You know what I mean? He he was special, man. And it was like people say, "Oh, like Maradona was Messi before Messi," and that. But bro, Maradona was built like a shit house as well. It's not like he was some little skinny guy dribbling. Roberto Carlos Price, man. Roberto Carlos he was size, stocky, bro. Like he was literally built like 
like he pulled tractors and that, and he was still running past people with the touch and the finesse of a Messi, yeah, but he would have been, he's like the three Messi's, bro, the size of him. Do you know what I mean? The size of his legs, broad shoulders, like thick neck, like, you know what I mean? He was proper built like Roberto Carlos, like you said, but he dribbled and he had all the grace of a player, like a third of his size. Like he's special. Like he could play in any era. Do you know what I mean? Even in today's football, yeah, with his build and that, bruv, when people look at Adama Traore and that, yeah, Imagine someone built like that, yeah, with ballerina feet. Like, oh, it's a it's a joke. It, it doesn't make sense, yeah, yeah. bro. But yeah, the that. thing is, yeah, trance. He had to he had to be like that, though, innit? He had to be built like that because because yeah. the defenders in them times had free reign. They yeah, were no really taking you out. They were yeah, coming in hip height for challenges, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight. We see that in the eighty-two World Cup where it was literally. Not try lynching, but assassinate him. Like if he yeah. like, the pitch, no problem, man. We we move on because yeah. that, that that was the days where he had to play, and people forget all that because now you see players getting touched and and you know they're gone. He had to have, you know how Rance described his build. He had to have that build, boy. Otherwise, mm. he wouldn't have survived in the jungle. Yeah. Um, Terry, what are you saying yeah. about Maradona, man? No, what what's interesting about Maradona? Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Yeah, I mean, the character of the man is just... Every year he had me in stitches. I mean, you mentioned the last World Cup. Yeah, he was dancing in the stadium doing what he was doing, but there was all this, like, what looked like flour or something that he spilt all over the window in front of him. Like, those Like... He's a grown man, so a grown man can do what he wants. The element of me that finds that funny is he didn't care. Didn't yeah. care. I, one thing, I, you know, when someone doesn't care in life, but they're not hurting nobody else around them, I love that because he's just living mm. his life doing doing the best for him. I love that. As a football player, do you know what? Yeah, he, 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 the hand of God is what gets spoken about a lot in this country. And yeah, as an Englishman, that annoys me. But that is like a, a minuscule part of what Maradona was. As a footballer, he had it all in terms of he had that flair and that skill. And I respect what I said about statistics. I, I like a stat. And even when you look at assistant... Oh, we're going to come on to stats. It's good you yeah, said well, that. <laughs> assistant exists when he was playing, so we have no idea how many goals he created. Yeah. But the man was an attacking midfielder primarily, and he scored 312 goals in 580 games. Mm. If you add assistant to that, the man is... is you know for a fact he's going to have more than 200 assists in his career doing what he did. So yeah, if of you course. To add stats up, man's probably got somewhere in the region of... 600 to 700 goal contributions in 580 odd games. It's this world. And as you say, in an era where you could kick players like him 10 times a game and not get sent off to do that with yeah. that skill and then to do it with a smile on your face, that was amazing. He, and, and unlike a lot of the flair players that you see nowadays, you kick them, they roll around, they cry. I mean, go check for that man had brawls, literal brawls on pitches and he would get oh, yeah. stuck in. He had any flag keeping guys, bro. Uh, like, he had proper. the typical RG flair and, and sort of temperament of that era. He had the skill. He loved his football and he was a winner. He cared about winning. So he was, for me, he's the, 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 the embodiment of everything amazing about football. Flair, ability, aggression, outputs, had it all. Amazing. Yeah, proper. It's it's it's, uh, it's interesting you said about the stats because you're right. Because the last thing we check about Maradona, if when when people mention Maradona, the last thing I anyway I don't know about you, lot, but the last thing I, I I worry about or look 
look up is his stats. Mm. Am I right? You don't guys? need them, bro. Yeah, that's exactly. why. Yeah. You don't need them because people don't need to tell Now, Terry, you tell me those stats and that's like mad. I didn't even know those stats. For, for me, you, you don't need to tell me stats about Maradona to, to quantify how good he was. Straight. Because, you know, he was so sensational. You see him play and you realise that's what football is all about. And, and what you said about at the end, even all that taken into consideration, his smile and everything, he still won. You know, people can do tricks. People are skillful. There's been so many skillful players in the world. You know, we can go through a whole heap of players. But players that won everything in their career, that's, that's just, you know, God bless his soul, man. And, 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 you know, he's a character and a personality that will live on, man. I don't know if you guys saw the, saw the, the tribute outside the stadium today. Did yep. you guys catch yeah. any images? Yeah, yeah. yeah. incredible. And they've renamed the stadium after him as well, which is brilliant as well. Yeah. See, I, see, I think they should have named it before. He, yeah, I, 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 yeah, for sure. For sure. I suppose, I suppose they probably looked at it like they probably planned to, but didn't expect. Because because oh, Napoli, I don't know, how you, would you guys, how would you guys compare Napoli in the Premier League? Like, Tottenham, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Diego, Diego Maradona is bigger than Napoli. But Tottenham, bro. Yeah, they won the Champions League, so they can't be Tottenham or Arsenal. So it, had they won the Champions League before, no, but had they won the Champions League before Maradona got there? I don't, I don't think so. That's um, my point. The point yeah. is, when Maradona went there, they were ordinary club, man. Mm. Tottenham, you got them two Skedettos, bro. Like, yeah. it's, it's madness. It's madness. Imagine, He's lived the best life ever, bro. No one can say they've had a better life than this guy. This guy's won the two Skedettos there. The guy had the whole mafia life, bro. Man done as much coke as like you can ever imagine. <laughs> like, you can imagine how many women this prayer had. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. He's probably got bare illegitimate kids. Like, he's won everything in the game. He's living the rock star life, isn't he? Brother, it? and he died at 60 years old. And honestly, we thought he was going to die 15 years ago, the way yeah. he was living. And yeah. you know, he's one of them players. When it was announced, I was, I was, it hit, he's one of those deaths of a celebrity and a star where it, it hits you emotionally, even though you don't know them. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, ah, I'm not so, like, when it was Amy Winehouse, yeah. you know, when it was Whitney Houston, when it was Michael Jackson, and it will be Gazzle one day as a footballer. None yeah. Of it's actually shock you because of the nope. way their lives are lived, but it's mm. yeah, man, it's it's one of them. But I think with 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 Maradona, and I won't say this on mainstream TV because they're probably not allowed to. Everything about him, from his skill and his brilliance, <clears throat> the elements of cheating, the fighting on pitches, the drugs, it's just what made Maradona to the, yeah. to the average man on the street. They're like, I kind of love him because of that. Yeah, mm. yeah. I just wanted very quickly. Um, only because I want everyone to probably cuss them down and they need to be cussed. I just want everyone quickly their thoughts on them, how the way the media in this country have, have, oh, have taken his death. No, because they need to be called out, Matisse. Yeah, I, know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, dwell on it too much, but they need to be called out because oh, it's, it's embarrassing. It, it's disrespectful. It's, 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 there's a lack of taste. There's just, it's, it's just distasteful really is all it is, is they, they've tried to depict a man who has done so much for someone who hasn't watched him, but He's done so much. And the one thing you want to minimalize it to is the hand of God. In a game yeah. where he would have beaten your blood clot anyway. Do you know what I mean? Let's be he, he did. Was, he did. Yeah, Take the yeah, 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 yeah. Regardless of that moment, he was going to tear the team apart anyway. And, and he did. So for me, it's, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it's excuses or saltiness or where it is with the English media, but when someone was going to destroy you anyway... Then what is the what like what is the 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 saltiness to continue to hang that over him 
even after he's passed. Like, like you can't just dedicate his his life to more than that. I don't understand it for me. I think it's just... It's just yeah, I, the, the three newspapers that have really done it are all owned by the same people. We all know mm. what political agenda they have. And it will go. It will stem back to the, the the problems with Argentina as a nation. That's where a lot of the hand it goes of, back to Falklands, isn't yeah, it? Exactly, it goes back to those elements there and where they depict on. But even to like Peter Shilton, someone I've met and someone I know, I read his whole interview. He did mention the hand of God thing, but it was a side note in his comment. The majority of it was how wonderful a player he is, how well class he was. How I'm so devastated he's gone. Condolences to the family. But then they took the one line out of it where somebody, I think one of the journalists said to him something along the lines of. Do you still think about that moment? And he said, well, I always called him a cheat for doing it. That will never change. But we're not basically we're not here to talk about that. But that's the bit they focused on. And it's like, I, I feel sorry for him because they're twisting his words when the, 95% of what he said was a glowing kind of uh, eulogy to the player. But yeah, that, that uh, look, we know what that media is like. Look what they did to Rashford just last week. Look yeah. what they did to Mason Greenwood right. before that. Look what they've been doing to, 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 to Sterling ever since he left Liverpool. The, the, we know what this gutter press are doing, man. These pagans, bro. That's all they yeah. are. We can't act surprised because they've been trash from as long as I can remember. I don't know about you guys. It was always this, but for, for, the way that they've treated certain players, the, the Sterling versus Foden situation with the houses from Rashford to feeding kids and, and suddenly that's not good enough as well. I, when, when I see these headlines from these guys, I'm not surprised anyway. So for me, my thing is, is that I try not to, obviously we address it on here, but when I'm on Twitter, so to speak, I try not to at them, address them because that's what they're looking for. They want clicks and, and these guys will do anything for clicks, anything. And that's that's something I've come to learn. There, there is no, there is no standard. There is no bottom line. There is no integrity. There is no like good journalism in in their companies. It is literally get the clicks and go home. That's it. Rants got a press thoughts, bro. Same old stuff, really, in it. But to be fair, the, the press here, and I put out a tweet earlier saying it. Yeah, the press here is responsible for, I'd say, probably ninety percent of the football opinions that you see on Twitter. That I that I disagree with anyway. Maybe it's ninety nine percent. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? There's just a load of crap, man. They push their own agendas. Do you know what I mean? They have people rating players that they shouldn't be disrespecting players they shouldn't be, so on and so forth. In it, and the Maradona thing is, it's like he's done so much in his career, and they want to minimize to one one moment. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They would have you thinking that it was a nil nil game and he humbled it. And they nicked it on the breakaway and it was a smash and grab, mate. He was taking a piss out of that England team. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if he didn't do that, they would have still won. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And you can understand it in the moment. Like, yeah. the day after, have a go at him. And yeah. do you know what? When it comes to talking about him, it's cool to mention it. Like, if I was interviewing him, I would mention it because I'm English. It's, but yeah. I do it in a jokey way. Like, we've got to be over it by now. There's been a lot more serious things happened since. Do you know what I mean? Like, but we're like that in this country. It's like they always bring up, whenever France play Ireland, they'll yeah. always bring up the... Uh, the Henri thing. Cheating, it was wrong what he did, but it's done now. Move like, yeah. like our teams haven't cheated. Like yeah. our clubs haven't yeah. cheated. It just yeah. annoys me, man. It's just such yeah. nonsense. Especially on the day that he's passed away as well. It's a disgrace. Mm. That's that's what it's trying to say. These men are cheating on the pitch and then cheating on their wives' blood, but the press don't want to talk about that, bruv, when it's the when it's the English players and that, bruv. It's a joke, fam. The guys just died and you're putting that on there. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm sure, yeah, when other other players pass away, they're not gonna put that on, on the front page, bruv. Yeah. Yeah, oh, there was a Liverpool legend who died a, a year or two ago. Um, and the guy was like a known racist, like said terrible things and like none of that was mentioned in his eulogies by the British press and it, th th that's what I mean by the inconsistencies you get what I mean it's like oh, that's what I mean that's, that's what you what said I mean. it comes back to what you said I think Terry said it that they would do anything 
like literally anything for clicks. And, you know, that's what it is. And it's, it's a sad state of affairs. I didn't want to s- stay on Maradona too long because you can talk about Maradona forever, man. You can, you, and he will be talked forever. Um, yeah. And just we, about the press, yeah, just to wrap that up, bro. I mean, somebody um, messaged me today on one of my shows and was like, oh, do you think that Maradona's off-field antics, yeah, um, mm. are going to ruin his legacy? And I said, bro, his off-field antics is what makes his legacy, fam. Mm. You know them ones. If he was just a normal yeah. baller that didn't do all of that stuff, no bro, one cares, yeah. bro. Look at Lionel Messi, bro. He's still playing football. He's not the face of Adidas. You know why? Because he's boring, bro. Mm. You know them ones. That's why they put Pogba in the adverts. Because Messi's boring. Do you and know what I mean? Messi does all the right stuff. Neymar's the rock star, bro. Like, Neymar's flying, getting planes, like, to go party in Rio Carnival and shit, like, the night of a game and that. Like, that. this is what we live for, bro. Ronaldinho did the same thing. Like, when George Best died, like, no one was like, oh, like, he did this, he did that, he did that. They just let the guy rest. You know what's mad about yeah. George Best? You say George Best had that rock star lifestyle. Like, people, Man United fans now moan about a player because, I don't know, he he, he was late for training by half an hour. Mm. I love George Best. This is this is not me disrespecting George Best. I love I love the geezer. You see how you have to caveat it because we got so many snowflakes in the oh, family. No, cool. But George Best spent a week not turning up to training when he was a Man United player. He was locked in a hotel room with two or three Miss Worlds, right? Like so, and he Hero. loved for it. He was Hero. loved for it. And for me, again, as a man, a working class man, if I had that fame, them looks, that money, I think I'd be doing the same thing, bro. Like, mm-hmm. can't. and that's what annoys me with most people when they attack these footballers. It's like if I gave you thirty million quid, their looks, their money, their pull, their influence. You telling me? You, you know, you're going to sit indoors every night with your slippers on, sitting behind on your Ikea sofa. No, bro. No chance. You always talk about, you always remember the people that you can relate to the most. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is with Maradona and all these characters. But look, man, um, as I said, God bless his soul and rest in peace and all that business, man. You know, he was a legend and he will carry on being a legend as far as I'm concerned. Um, but talking about legends, man. What's um what's uh Man United up to these days, Rance and Terry? Man, talking about some legends at your club because like some of your fan base, right? I don't understand your fan base, you know. Because recently, the re- one of the reasons I wanted to talk about stats and players and you know lifestyles, right? And I wanted to just pick up two players at at United, and I wanted your opinions on them, right? Because a lot of people were asking me when I told them I got Rance and Terry coming on. They were like, "Okay, can you ask them their opinion on Pogba?" and Bruno, two players. Now, in my opinion, both both very good players. I'm talking world-class players. What's their careers been like so far, man? What are you saying? I'm going to go to Terry first. Talk to me about Rance and uh, 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 Pogba and Bruno's careers so far. And what do you think, what do you make of them two as, as comparison? When you say their careers, do, do careers at like, Man United, at Man United. Oh right, I thought you said the careers. In, no, 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 no. no. In general, no, no, I, I no look at it this way, Paul Pogba for me is a world class football player. He's the most talented and gifted player at Manchester United. I think he had he's had many more brilliant games for this club than anybody likes to give him credit for. Fact. He is the most scrutinised football player in the history of the football club, as far as I can remember. We talked about the press earlier. Coming out with walking stats. Oh man, walk for twenty five minutes. My question is: Show me everybody else's walking stats in games before I, you. Before <laughs> you it's a bad thing. Not just his stat isolated by itself. Um, 
has he had some bad games? Yeah. Has he made some mistakes? Yeah, absolutely. But he joined Man United at the most, uh, at one of the worst moments of the last 30, 40 years. He's had, he had the media attacking him day in, day out. He's had managers attacking him, well, one manager attacking him uh, week in, week out. He's had half the fan base against him for one reason or another since day one. Why is that? Why is that? Why, why? is that? Because that's what I want to pick up on. Because And say it. Say how you feel. Because Rance will say how it feels. I will say how it feels. Why has he got half why? the fan base on his case from day one? I don't believe that. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. I don't believe that. When you look at half that fan base, there's different reasons. One, point blank, young, successful, rich, black, Muslim. Straight up. Big part of it is down to that man drinking red wine. I'm loving that ranch, bruv. Mm. <laughs> There'll be other people that still haven't forgiven him for leaving in the first place, being with Rayola. Uh, yeah, yeah. I There's hear a that. mixture of people. There's a mixture, but you get you mm. can tell between the ones that hate him and the ones mm. that are like, no, I, I don't think he's good enough. There's also these idiots at Man United who like to look at our our, our, our downfall over the last eight years mm. and like to minimize it down to one or two people, a manager, a particular player. And Pogba's the current scapegoat of that. It was Wayne Rooney before, it was Fellaini before that, Reta. It changes. Pogba's the guy that oh, we're inconsistent when Paul Pogba plays. We got we got we, we scraped past West Brom the other day. Man weren't even on the bench. It's just nonsense the way, way Paul Pogba's excellence and his brilliance and his performances and looks at. And then Bruno comes in in an attacking role and has started brilliantly. There's no doubt about it. And then these plebs want to use Bruno as a stick to beat Paul Pogba with. It's a disgrace. You know, for me, I'm happy. I'm over the moon with what Bruno has done. It doesn't change one bit how I feel about Paul Pogba. Why? Because I love my football club. They both play for my football club. They both work hard for my football club. And I'll back them both equally. No problem, man. I see See, you made a very good point that maybe non-Man United fans won't pick up on about the fact that maybe some still hold against him that he left in the first place. So that makes sense now why he's got a certain section of the fan base um, against him from the start. Um I'm going to ask you a very simple question. I know it's not as easy as that, but we're not professional. I can't, I can't do my homework on questions. I'm going to ask you a straight layman's question. If you were to keep one, who would you keep, Pogba or Bruno, right now, right today? Honestly, I would pick Bruno for the fact that I think overall the relationship with Paul Pogba and Man United is, 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 is done and for multiple reasons. And I also want... I don't think Man United can win a league whether we keep Oli or sack Oli. I don't think we'll win mm. it, keep Pogba, sell Pogba. I think it's a much bigger problem that's deep, deep lining in the board, mentality, the club, behaviour, direction, everything. It's a much deeper conversation. Part of the reason for wanting Pogba to go is because I still think we'll remain inconsistent if he leaves. And I want Pogba to get that, vindic- that, 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 that sort of vindication, that sort of, it won't nothing to do with Paul Pogba. Then. We know it isn't mm. anything directly to do with Paul Pogba. So that, that would be what I would do. Um, I also don't think Paul's mind's 100% here, and I don't blame him. I said it all summer. He's been sold a lie, treat, mistreated by the club and everybody. The only person with a senior figure at the club who I think has treated Pogba well and protected mm. him as best he can has been has been Ollie. And there's irony in that, considering that he's probably... The he's got enough player. on his plate. He's got enough like, on yeah, his plate. So, yeah, for yeah. me, <laughs> I, I would probably 
pick Pogba, but it isn't because I think he's trash or because he hasn't delivered or I don't like him. Um, I'll be sad to see him go, but I'll wish him all the best and 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 hopefully he can be successful elsewhere. No problem. Rance, um, similar question to you in terms of um, both players, because every fan base does this and it's stupid. Social media has, has, has caused this, in my opinion, but every fan base puts up their own players up against each other and starts having nar- narratives and agendas against one player against another player. I just want to just give me your opinions on the overall careers at Man United of them so far. I know it's unfair because Bruno's just come in, etc., etc. but generally. Bro, Bruno's the new toy, innit? So it is very unfair. That's it. You can't really compare them, bro. Like, as much as everyone's eulogising, Bruno's had a good start, but we've won nothing. So what does it all mean? Pogba's got two trophies at the club and a community shield if you want to if you want to, um, if you want to count that as an achievement as well, we haven't won anything. Do you know what I mean? So we can't say that Bruno's had a better career at the club. He's not won anything, mate. Do you know what I mean? And that's what it is. And the thing is, like Terry said, there's a lot of Pogba has way more good games for the club than bad games that he doesn't get credit for, and he never will. He's the he's the most highly scrutinized. Everyone talks about Pogba's form, but guess what? Oli's never won more than three games in the trot yeah, in two years. Is that Paul Pogba's fault? Paul Pogba hasn't been playing and they're still not winning games. So whose fault is that? Do you know what I mean? But it's always Pogba, Pogba, Pogba. Even when he's not in the squad, people want to talk about him. I'm sick of it. Do you know what I mean? Bruno scored a good goal the other night. Pogba's not in the squad. I've got people in the comments talking about Pogba. Like, drop me out, mate. Do you know what I mean? And, and this is what I mean about the situation and the fan base. Bro, that's why I don't have the energy for these people. Honestly. Would you would you, would you you like say like Terry, what Terry said, that it's come to... An- to the end of the road at Pogba uh, with with Pogba and Man United, yeah, yeah, absolutely, bro. Like football is a cycle thing, isn't it? Mm. Like every squad has a cycle of about three to four years maximum, and then you have to rebuild, isn't it? Pogba's done his cycle at the club. They've been they've been crap. This is his time for him to leave now. If Pogba wasn't at the club in the last three four years, we don't win anything. We don't win okay. anything. Okay, you if you we have what F- Fellaini, Herrera, Matic, yeah, we're gonna go and win stuff. Are you mad? Paul Pogba carried that midfield. One season, Paul Pogba yeah. was our top assister, top scorer, top um, top um, interceptions, top tackles, top distance covered, everything in one season, bro. But Rance, you know what I mean? Without him in that midfield, Rance, we wouldn't have won nothing, bro. Why one season, though, Rance? This is my question from the outside. With none of those agendas and narratives in that my head. That was the role that he was, he was asked to do at that time, bro. That's why. Paul Pogba's yeah. been moved around all over the place, bro. Double pivot here. He hasn't got, been given he one got, role, yeah. He got allowed to play in an attacking um, position, yeah, where Bruno's playing now, yeah. He was allowed to do that for less than 10 games and the geezer got something like eight goals and four assists in like 10 games, bro. And then he got moved again, bro. And that got that coincided with Oli get given his job. So when people are using Bruno as the stick to beat Pogba with, bro, like when Pogba played and was given the freedom that Bruno was given but he was producing better numbers percentage wise so mm. it's all a myth bro it's all a myth man saying so, that Pogba can't do that the facts are Pogba Pogba's quality goes against him because he can do so many things he gets moved around all the yeah. time I think as well sorry to interject uh Rance I think th- what you said there is bang on about Paul Pogba when he came in one of the one of the first things Jose said is yes his price is similar to that of Gareth Bale and Ronaldo but don't expect the same impact in terms of goals and assists. And people did. And for me, 
people like, I love a stat and everybody knows that. I also love stats of the deeper lying roles. How is somebody performing in those in those holding midfield roles? What is their interceptions like, their pass completion? How often are they being dispossessed in those areas? There are looks. Now, attacking midfield players, top-level ones, KDBs, Brunos, they lose the ball between 24 and 27 times per game. It's a fact. Right across Europe. Central midfielders, it tends to be a, a good numbers between seven and eight, seven and ten times per game. Up until this season, Pogba hasn't he's had some real high numbers so far this season. But up until then, Pogba used to go through games where it was four or five times in a match he'd lose the ball. It was what was around him. But people, oh, he didn't get an assist today. Means he had a yeah. bad match. What are the mm. deep? You know, nobody, nobody at Liverpool says that about Jordan Henderson or or or, or, or Firmino. <sighs> nobody says, oh, they didn't get an assist today. They're rubbish players. <laughs> Because you, it's control in the midfield, and that's where it goes wrong. And then when you get these idiots, as you say, I love Bruno. When people use Bruno as a stick to hit Pogba with, I, it, you know, it's like it doesn't make me dislike Bruno, and it doesn't make me dislike um, Pogba. I look at that fan, and I'm like, there's something wrong with your psyche, bruv. There's something wrong in your head that's making you that vindictive and nasty. Maybe maybe your mum loved your brother a little bit more or something. I don't know what it is. Maybe <laughs> You know, maybe your dad didn't say we loved you enough. There's something about you that makes you want to, like, drive that wedge between people. And for me, that yeah. is what fans should be doing. And there was a comment earlier that said Liverpool fans have been doing it for a while with Salah and Mane. And to an yeah, extent, yeah. I've seen that. And it's like... Every fan base does it, Terry. Every fan base. And, and, it's, on, and, it's, and, it's, and it's because of Twitter. You know, um, I'm going to do a show next week about this, the state of toxic Twitter. You know, we're going to come onto yeah. that and how and why. You know, it's a it's one of the worst platforms for that kind of shit. Yeah, it's know? like my favorites better than your favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's so annoying, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know them ones. It's just like my thing is in football. Yeah, just just judge everyone by the same measuring stick, innit? it? That's what it is. If you're a defensive midfielder, judge them against other defensive midfielders. When Pogba was playing in the double pivot, yeah. Put his, why are you putting his stats up against KDB's for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't you know make what sense. I mean? Like, you're a moron, bruv. Put his stats up against someone else. Put it up against Ndidi's or put his stats up against Fabinho's or Henderson's. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, then yeah. you see your stats are way better than theirs. And then all of a sudden, yeah, your argument has no legs. Do you see what I mean? But that's what they do. Even with yeah, the Bruno yeah. thing, no, bruv. If Bruno was playing in a double pivot for Man United, all these goal contributions he was having, he wouldn't have. Mm. Exactly, because yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, guys, before we go on, I just read this message, and it's true, man. It's like, like I'm new to this thing, yeah, about likes and YouTubes and subscribers and all this bullshit, yeah. But with, for me, 400 people is big. I'm not, I'm on, I'm not on these brothers' levels, yeah. So 400. Yeah, you people said not many me. likes, though. Try and get and, the likes. That's what I'm saying, and 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 not many likes. Like, try and get the yeah. likes. I always try and get the likes for like. But it's free. It's one of those. It's one of those. those it's one of those stupid ones, and it? it's free. It just it takes you like not even a second. Just press that button. We're having some hot chat. That's why you're staying in there. The numbers are staying in there because the chat's good. So mm. press a like for me, man. It will help. Apparently, you know. So everyone do their thing, you know. Um, Matisse, man, you've sat there patiently, listened to to, mm. to, to, um, to Rance and Terry talking about two players that divide opinion. And, and, and your club had that in the past in terms of uh, Lampard, when he always used to get compared to the likes of Gerard and Scholes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, has it got worse because of because back in back in Lampard and, and Scholes and Gerard's day, there wasn't much social media? So we didn't hear about all the toxic, you know, behavior of fans. And, you know, mm. do you think, do you think it's because of social media that these, 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 yeah, these occur and, and agendas and narratives? 
Yeah, tw- Twitter is a platform where my my profile started. It's where I grew the quickest because I've made videos on there. I interacted on there, and that's that's the platform for me going to YouTube, going to all these other things that I can do now. And just in the international break, especially people get bored, and that's when you really start to see the childish behavior come out. You start to see people who support certain players more than the football club that they actually play for. Yeah. I call it stands. It's embarrassing. I mean, you can rep the player, rep whoever you want to actually rep in your profiler, but these men are anonymous. You know what I mean? They'll, we had a issue, we had a situation at an international break where Pulisic has been injured quite a lot recently. He hasn't been able to feature. And we have people that support Chelsea, but, you know, they, they, they seem to support Hudson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stands, you know, it's like Ariana Grande stands. They stand the player more than... It's funny because I always say to them, the player... Uh, they they like to do it for a trolling purpose. To be honest, it's, it's just for me. It's just whenever I see it, I just mute the account and keep it moving. But the player that they're standing is actually mates with the player that they're bashing. They'll yeah. put up a picture of an injured Pulisic saying, it's time for Hudson Adoy. This is his time. And it's like, f- for me, it's just it's just childish. It's just people that are looking for attention that are bored, that don't have any real creativity or any real thing to add to the platform that can be of actual use you know what i mean something like real content actually add some real content to the platform so it's just a trolling thing it's just a trolling thing and these people are anonymous they get banned and they go again it's, it's just boring but for me this whole Pulisic versus Hudson Adoy or this player versus that player in your own club especially when there's nothing to compare if you're comparing maybe a, a senior with a youth player and you're trying to say who should be starting there's something to talk about there's a real decision about the longevity of the club what 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 is the future why why are we not allowing this 21 year old to play in a 30 year old's position when both of them are on the same level or the 21 year old's better but when you've got two young players and you've got two established players like Bruno or Pogba who are like two players that have got potential or two players that are top class. Why? What, what is the point? What Just just enjoy them both. It's the same as the Ronaldo and Messi comparison. People will, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll probably, you know, drag their own mother up and down if, if they, if they, if the debate. If the, yeah. yeah. Basically. Do, you know I mean? Do you know what I mean? James versus Lamptey at Chelsea as well. Like, I think James was off form a little bit after lockdown. A I was going to ask you because a lot. I was going to ask you because a lot of people in the in the chat apparently know about your opinions on 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 Lamptey versus. I don't. Do, I don't do James versus Lamptey. All I say on this situation is that Lamptey is a player that is immensely talented that had to leave um, Chelsea because mm. he couldn't. There's no point as two right backs competing between themselves when they're both 20, 21 years old it's, for their whole career. It makes absolutely no sense. The reason why you have depth, you have you have Giroud and Tammy, you have Aspilicueta and James is because you have an age difference and you have two players that are in different parts of their career. One can learn off of the other, etc. So yeah. I understood why Chelsea couldn't keep Lamptey. He was running out of contract and he had to go. Our fans, after lockdown, James went into a little bit of tough form, even though he'd been the main source of our chance creation for the whole season. We get the ball out to the right. He whips in crosses. We can see how talented he is. We can see that he's one player of the year at Wigan. We can see that he's captained the team in his last game. We can see all of the quality that Reese James brings to the team. But because he was a bit off form, people decided that it was going to just start abusing Reese James Premier. and they wanted Lamptey back. And it's just, it's short-minded, it's short-termism. And reactionary, it's just, reactionary, reactionary. Very reactionary. reactionary. How old is James is like 2021. 20, he's, he's, he's a young guy. Do you know what I mean? And they're both talented players, but I don't get involved in who's better versus because for me, they're both just going to be world class players. It's as simple as that. And um, any team's going to be happy to have them. I when I I don't get involved in this Greenwood versus Foden, this Saka versus Hassan Adoy, this Lamptey. These are all just top quality young players. That's it. Period. 
So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles. Ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Yeah, I don't have, I, it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't interest me. The debate uh, doesn't interest me. It never has. Right. Having debate, fan base versus fan base, is, is good fun. And, and you can, there can be a bit of stick in there. There can be a bit of fun. Even amongst yourselves. Like We had a big yeah. chat the other day on my channel about should Cavani come in and replace... Martial. Now, I think Martial is highly talented. He's had a bad start. So I've got no qualm with someone saying, I think Martial should be taken out for a few games and give Cavani a go. But you can talk about that without being venomous, nasty, and disrespectful. In the yeah. end, we went for this three-pronged approach. I'll tell you why, Terry, Terry, you I, can... I go, mate. You, you're absolutely spot on. You can have these debates on shows like this where people's faces are on view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you can recognise... Mm. You can't have these debates on Twitter where we talked about when you got faceless accounts, anonymous accounts. Twitter is not for conversation. It's not for conversation. Twitter's for trolling, bro. And the only most of the time when I tweet, yeah, I don't tweet for a response. I just tweet to provoke people and leave. I, yeah, that's bro. it. Because you can't have a conversation. Oh, Ranch, you know the amount of times I send you like little voice notes or just laughing emojis, and you you know that it's it'll be like five hours after your tweet, you're like, yeah, I think Terry's seen my tweet, and I mean I'm yeah. banned from Twitter at the minute because I I added Man United and called Woodward a, a few swear words when I was angry, so I'm suspended, and I'm actually wow. enjoying. I've been suspended for a month. I'm actually quite enjoying not you because now it's just the guy runs the yeah you use it less and less and you've, yeah, and you realize you use it. So for me it's like I'm quite enjoying not seeing the nonsense on Twitter. It's quite nice. It's quite therapeutic to be fair. Bro, I don't really go on there and check what's going on, bro. Like if you see my filters on Twitter, I don't see anything, bro. Mm. Like I don't see anything. I don't see a lot of the stuff that people are either adding me in or whatever. Like people will message me and say, right, you're trending on Twitter. And I'll be like, I oh, really. That's nice. I haven't seen a single comment, bro. I just don't care. That's good because that that makes sense now. Because I've been I've been bear trolling you, but it's good. You 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 don't see my. <laughs> the thing is, I'm always I'm always going to love Twitter because it's where I started. But I yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, I do love Twitter, but I just don't like debates when they come when they become recycled and that's when the international mm. break comes in when people get bored and when people get bored they start doing stupid stuff. I like the debates, but. There just needs to be a bit more variety. When it becomes when it becomes, when it becomes anonymous, the person when it, when it becomes the person you're chatting to is anonymous. You don't know his or her age. You don't yeah. know who they are, who they really support. It's a dangerous thing. You just step out, as 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 Rant says. That's the that's the moment you just step out and put it on mute and just say what your opinion is on mm. the current situation of your team or other teams, mm. and then go about your business. Or maybe because you're right, I'm like you, Matisse. I love Twitter because that's where it started for me as well. Mm. But it's all about uh, what I do now. I only interact with my old school followers from, you know, time. People that you know. Not necessarily, you know, in real life, but someone you've conversed with from a day. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all these new, like for us, it's all these Nabby season accounts and, you know, Firmino, you know, all these names, like, that's players that they stand, man. It's, it's ridiculous trying to deal with them. So, but that's for another day, man. Um, I just want to know where we at with our clubs, man. Where we at, Terry? Where you at with United at the moment? 
I um, mean, look, top of your Champions League group, flying. <coughs> when you last on your last game in the league as well, like with a it's spectacular like, penalty, you know. We've got a little saying on the football terrace at the minute now. Uh, KJ is pushing this agenda. We just vibes FC. It's like we take each game as it comes. We do well, I'll celebrate. If we lose, I'll be frustrated. Like I stand by it when it comes to Ollie. I think I think he's like, he's improved since he's been the Man United manager. But I don't think he's ever going to be good enough to make us Premier League champions. But I don't think replacing him is going to do that either because I think the problems lie deeper at the club. He's saying that for four or five years now. So, you know, my, my dad said this to me many, many years ago. If you can't kind of change something, change your attitude towards it. And my attitude now is just to enjoy a win when it comes and to be annoyed when a lose, loss happens and just vibe it. Don't raise I'm, I can't have high expectations for my club. Um, some people are doing well, really impressed with um, Alex Tellis has come in. He's looking really, really good. Yeah. You know, doing you well. See, you see the Fred, difference between killing it. Yeah. So that, we do, we've got some good stuff happening. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Mason now. He's fit again. I, I love how Ollie's protected him. So I think I will praise Ollie for. I think he's going to fly. So there's things to look forward to. Um, but what I'm not doing is I'm not allowing myself to set these expectations where I think right we can really have a go now because I, I, I told my, my view is this. I feel like Alfie Moon in EastEnders. I keep taking Kat's later back and then she cheats on me again. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it again now. So for me, I'm just enjoying each game as it comes, as it were. Rance, where are you at with Man United, man? Man United, top of your Champions League group, looking good there. It's one of them. It's one of them seasons. As much as everyone's cussing Man United, it's one of those mad seasons that shit can happen. No, I'm telling you shit. I'm telling you, right? Shit can happen. I'm telling you. Anyone, guys, we know this. Listen, when Aston Villa beat Liverpool 7-2 in a season, don't tell me nothing can ha- not happen. Like, anything can happen. Oh, listen, yeah. Like, it's so one of them think- ones where, like Terry said, do you know what I'm saying? If you can't change something, you change your attitude towards it. So my attitude is whatever, innit? That's what my attitude is, bro. If we win, great. If we lose, we lost, innit? That's it, bro. I can't get excited. I can't get excited over performances because I know that we're not going to see the same thing the next game. I can't get ex- excited over a win because I know we're probably going to lose the next game. I can't get excited over anything, bro. Jeez, bro. <laughs> bro, really? that's how it, bro. We haven't won three games in a row more than <laughs> once, bro. So that means see, once we win two in a row, yeah, I'm just like, to a loss, bro. Like, was a listener saying I'm doing this for bait. I'm not because, nah, man, bro. Honestly, no. It's, 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 that's that's that in itself that's for a sad. club like Man United. It's it's sick, innit? It's that's not real. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be a stat that you Bruv, put out there. You know what it is though, mate. This is the thing. It hasn't this is why I'm not even mad at Ollie all the time. Sometimes I'm because this has been like we look at West Brom at the weekend. We've struggled against average teams for yeah. eight years with four different managers. With and without Paul Pogba, with them with them without Fellaini, with them without Rooney, with them without all these players. Like it hasn't made any real difference. Yes, the win percentage in the last 10, 11 months is at 66%, which is actually the best, nearly the best 12 months we've had in this whole time. But that doesn't make me get my hopes up because as you, we could go on a we could lose five games on the bounce over Christmas and I'd be angry, but there wouldn't be a surprise. You get what I'm saying? This isn't mm. like back, surprise, surprise, there's your long lost dad. No, it's just, I'm expecting yeah. how I feel just with so- it. Just a quick super chat there for RM Skill and thank you very much. Big up to Terry, the most honest man in the game. I was just, I, I would say the most honest Londoner who supports Manchester. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, his accent is anything but mank, bro. He's like me, man. Um, look, 
before we come up to Chelsea's fortunes, man, what's your so what? Your expectations, both of your expectations, expectations are dead. What, not even Ralph, top four. Top we're four doing runs? well in. We're not finishing in the top four with Oli as the manager. One and two, oh, Champions League. We're not gonna win it, so I can't get excited about Champions League form. I can't get excited about it, bro. Because if I'm being real, yeah. you can get excited about the performances in Europe, no? No, but not really, bro. Because the thing is, yeah, I can see holes in them, bro. You know them ones? I'm the kind of guy, yeah, I'll celebrate at the time and then I'll watch the game back. That's why I never do match reaction straight away no more. Like, more mm. times I'll give it an hour so I can watch it back. Like, when mm. we beat PSG, yeah, everyone was so excited. Rio and Hargreaves and then man were rubbing one out to Axel Tanzebe and that, yeah. And then mm. I watched the game back and I was like, bruv, Wan-Bissaka was saving his ass. He made bare mistakes in that game. Mm. But because we were so excited during the game that mm, we were keeping Mbappe out, yeah, we were just yeah, gassed. Yeah. And when I watched it back, I was like, this kid's suspect. And mm. then literally, like, every time since I've seen him, he looks suspect. Then Babar mm. spun him. And then, like, literally last game as well, when he came on, he was getting had up again, bro. It's like, honestly, when you're in the moment and you're emotional... You don't see the game properly, bro. And especially yeah, yeah. when the commentators are saying things and then fans are tweeting things. Do you know what I mean? Like, you get excited. And then when you watch it back, yeah, like the PSG game, it was a great result. Do you know what I'm saying? But on another day, yeah, the save that De Gea makes from Kazawa, yeah, in the first 10 minutes, yeah, that set the tone for the game. Because I'll tell you what, bruv, if PSG scored that game, that goal, all of a sudden it's a different match altogether. Do you know what I mean? And then when I look at the Leipzig game as well, yeah, it was never a 5-0 game. Like, we battered them 5-0 because, literally, I thought every change we made was spot on. Everything was perfect. That was near enough. I think that that's the closest to a perfect execution, yeah, that I've seen Oli do at his time at Man United. I'd say that was the perfect in terms of when the subs came on, what subs came on, whatever. Yeah. But the reason why Leipzig got exposed like that is because they bullied us. So early on in the game, yeah, that their manager said, hold on, I'm going to change it and go two up front. We've got them here. And then we killed them on the break mm -hmm. in the second half. And we made the game look a lot more like wide open than it was. First 20 minutes against Leipzig, we couldn't even sniff the ball, bro. Do mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's one of them ones where I'm not naive enough to think we're just going to go over there to, to um, Germany because beat, we beat them 5-0 at home. We're going to go over there and beat them 3-0. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very difficult game of football because it's going to be a different game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what, league, what, position, I mean? so what league position are you ending in? Rob, Talk to me. Listen, my top four, yeah, I don't see... I can't look past Liverpool, uh, Man City, Chelsea and Tottenham as it stands for the top four. So I can't fifth? look past them. Yeah, maybe fifth. See, I put Man United seventh when I did my top six predictions uh, at the end of the transfer window. I said seventh for United. I just look at it a little differently from Rance. I kind of, I do like, I've enjoyed some of the Champions League games and, 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 and enjoyed them. And I always think when you review the game back, there's holes. I think you can find mm. holes in either like, like those perfect performances. They don't really happen as often as people make out, even for the top clubs. You watch it back. I watched a lot of Liverpool games last year. We go, oh God, if that team took that chance or did this, could have been different. But yeah, like, uh, but overall, I agree with Rents. Like, I'm not getting myself excited about anything. I think we'll be lucky to finish sixth or sixth or fifth in the league this year. Yeah, um, okay. and, and and we'll go from there, really. Okay, um, Matisse, my bro. I mm. tweeted. I tweeted the other day, right? I tweeted Chelsea are a threat. That's all yeah. I tweeted. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of Liverpool fans in my mentions, yeah. Um, you know what comes next, in it, yeah. Yeah, when they start talking about like, what do you mean? How do you mean like? And and what I what I meant 
Like, I don't particularly think you're going to win the league. Yeah. I still make us favourites. Yeah. But I totally see football and understand football to know enough about football to know that you're a threat. Yeah. yeah. Now, now yeah. what's your opinion? What's your thinking? How far are you doing? How far are you going in this Premier League and Champions League? Where, where are you at? For me, this team, I agree with you, is a threat because this team finally has established some balance. I think last season, this team had was the complete opposite. I had no confidence from them in the defensive point of view, whether it is defending in transition, defending from set pieces, defending um, in, in, in open play, and just any leadership lack of communication. There were so many things in this team last season that I could say, we don't have that, we don't have that, we don't have that. This season, I'm struggling to say what we don't have. What we what we lack is experience in the horse in 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 the race. What we lack is yeah. experience winning stuff. That that's what this team now lacks. We've got individuals like Thiago Silva, obviously the ma- the manager who's won stuff as a player. A couple of others, Aspilicueta, Kante, won a World Cup. We've got individuals. It's not a bad mix now. It's not a bad mix. Mm. We we've got players that have won stuff, but there's also a lot of young players. There's a lot of academy players. There's a lot of players that have been bought that are young as well, like Werner and Kai, um, Chilwell. You know, players that haven't been integral to winning teams. So, so there's a lot. There's a learning curve, and I always believe that you've got a, you've got a, you've got a. There's a, there's a trajectory in this. You've got to almost get almost there, lose, and then come again. I remember when Liverpool played Real Madrid in the final, of the Champions League. They had Carrius in goal. I knew they would lose that game. People said you know, Liverpool are going to go straight in there and win. I said no. I think they're going to lose because I think they haven't got the experience. At that level, that's the first time they've got to the Champions League final. If you look at a lot of Champions League winners, they usually go to the final and lose and then come back and win either the next year or the year after. I think that's what Chelsea are. If they've got something about them like Liverpool had, because otherwise you can be a Spurs. I'm sorry to to mention Spurs again. Otherwise you can be a Spurs and and reach finals and not come back. But you make a very good point about that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea have a lot of depth this season, almost too much depth. Too many players. We've got three left backs, five centre backs, three senior goalkeepers. I mean, two of them, one of them I really don't rate. The other one is is Caballero, who's about 39 and, and passed it. But this team does have the it does have the potential to do big things this season. I, I'm just for me, I, we're not underdogs because we've spent a lot of money, but I also understand where we are in our project. And by what I mean by that is it was a three-year project. Last year we was no one had us last year to finish in the top four. No, no pundit, no, no, nobody. Absolutely yeah. no. A manager coming from the championship and Frank Lampard, players like Abraham Mount, James coming from the championship, a transfer ban, a, a, a squad with holes. No one had us to finish in the top four. So for me, we're ahead of schedule and I'm just enjoying the moment. You know, I don't want to build That's up too much expectation. I just want to enjoy it. And if we end up winning the league, then fantastic. If we don't, we, it's certainly not a failure. But this team is so exciting. They defend so well. They score loads of goals. There's creativity in the team. There's goals in the team. There's depth. There's talent, there's young talent, there's experience, there's leadership. There's a goalkeeper in Mendy who has been an absolute revelation in goal. So there's so many things going well. I'm just enjoying it. And I, and I do have a little inkling of hope that we can do something crazy, but I won't I won't, um, I won't, won't push it too hard. The only thing I will push well, is that this weekend is a must win. I hate don't, that. Don't push it too hard. But <laughs> it is a must win. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. 
Smoothie King, rule the day. Oh, it's a mad game. I'm so excited, you know, as a neutral. Mm. But um, don't push it too much, but tell me what you really think about where you're going to end um, in the league this was, season. Because cup things can happen in the cup, so I don't really regard yeah, the cups too much. If I was, if I was to, yeah, if I was to predict Chelsea's season right now, I'd say second. If I was to really predict it, I'd say I, I went with third at the start of the season. Um, but I would go, but because Guardiola seems, he doesn't, he's not, I expected Man City to really go for it this year and just turn it back up a notch, but they've, they've, they haven't been that, that team that you can really rely on. If you listen to me me and Rance, we would tell you that Pep's on a downward spiral, man. Trust me. Yeah. 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 I wasn't expecting that. I was like, talk about, sorry, Terry, just because we're running out of time. I just want to quickly say, um, you say it won't be a failure um, if you if you don't win anything, or did you mean the league? It won't be a failure if we don't win the league. The one thing of I expect from this team is they have to win something. I, for me, this is a winning club. We, for me, I'm very disappointed that we lost the Carabao Cup game against Tottenham because I really want us to win a cup. Because I remember when Joe Cole won his um, Carlin Cup under Mourinho, I think in, in that first season, and he said it was like the Champions League. And what he meant by that is that you do not want to become a team, especially a young team like ours, that doesn't win a trophy. You want to you want to embed a winning mentality in your players. Not that we just go out there and play football and we enjoy and we score goals and and we and we finish high up the table winning culture and this team have got it because they've won a lot of FA Youth Cups but if you look at Tottenham on the other hand who haven't won a trophy since 2007 that is a club that haven't got a winning mentality and they're trying to get it with Jose Mourinho but they don't have it for me this team this young team they need to pick up a trophy Lampard needs to pick up a trophy he's lost an FA Cup final a Super Cup final he needs to pick up a trophy. This mm. you said that. It's good you yeah. said that because I was going to come hard on you when, when you said, we, uh, I don't, you know, it won't be yeah. a failure no, if you don't do anything. Yeah. You we spent a lot of money. Um, yeah. t- tell what you think about Chelsea, where you think they're going to end up? I, I, I've got them coming second uh, at the moment. Now uh, we're at the start of the season. Start of, well, start of the season, I said second. I thought it was click. Second, you I, said, yeah. well, I think the next four games for Chelsea and Tottenham are so important. Tottenham played Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool. And Chelsea, uh, the and then Chelsea played Tottenham. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, Chelsea's next four games are Tottenham, Leeds, Everton, Wolves, and I think mm. this is the real acid test for Chelsea with this new defence and new goalkeeper because they've done very well since they've come in, but not really played anybody of any real note. And then for Tottenham, they come through those four games with a good points haul. They're both title contenders after that for me because then we get towards thir- 12, 13, 14 games into a season. You're almost halfway through. Mm. They're up near there. Then it, it's, I would love to, I just want to see a title race this year. I'd like to have two or three teams. Definitely. Those brilliant Premier League years where there's three, maybe even four teams challenging. It'd be amazing. I think got yeah. You're probably on the same wavelength. What are you saying about Chelsea this year? Yeah, I have them as second. Um, I have them as second. Yeah, and I have City as probably third and then Tottenham as fourth yeah if things continue to go the way they are going now but I had City to win the league at the start of the season but bruv Pep's finished didn't it he's Is finished it I couldn't believe I mean, it when he signed that new deal I just yeah, I was, that. yeah he's really he's really raking it in isn't it yeah no, I mean, I'm happy got, that he signed I'm happy that signed I'm not gonna lie to you I you know he's mentally you know he's at that stage where he you know when he starts getting cranky bruv the players start, aren't playing f- are not playing for him no more. They're not. Mm. And when I say they're not playing for him no more, you see the, the zest and stuff that they had before, like when it was like, even at 2-0 down, you thought City could turn you over. Now, I've seen a stat somewhere that when they concede the first goal, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's the they, best they, stat. They're done. 
Do you, do you know done. the worst thing about this is? In the last 38 games of, of Premier League football, so which equates to a season, he's lost more games now than Ollie's Man United team. Oh, and I, know, I love I'm, it when you I, come out with stats like that. They lost more games in the whole of last season than Man United. And in, since, since the beginning of November last year until now, 38 games, he's lost something like Boy. five Five more games than Man United. This is why it tells you why it's so important to win games, bro. Jerry, that stat is going to be, you know, like the four Man City fans I know in the world. United, I'm going to be WhatsApp. The the crazy thing about City, City fans that think there ain't a problem, barring your opening game of the season where you scored three and then in the 5-2 loss to Leicester, you haven't scored more than one goal in a game since. Oh, man. So what? So what, what what I'm gauging from this stat, so you guys, despite Liverpool's situation, because we're going to end this end this stream now, because I don't like going over an hour because people start falling asleep, but I know they haven't fallen asleep, and I hope they've been pressing that like button while they've been awake. Um, despite all our injuries, despite all our deficiencies, despite Bobby Firmino getting slated, everything you're still thinking, yeah, just just very briefly, very quickly, lads, you still think Liverpool are the favourites for the title, Matisse, my brother? Yeah, I have to give you the favourites because you've been there and done it. And like I said at the start, I had Man City as slight favourites because I thought they would have had a re-energised team that are looking to come and, and take their title back. But they um they have been just quite quite diabolical, you know what I mean? Very inconsistent. So I have to give it to to the next the next the next team who have been doing it since, since in the last few years. But I do think because of your injuries, Tottenham and Chelsea potentially can push you very close. People say that the Christmas period is is really going to be the decider. Because obviously, when it comes to New Year's, you really that that tends to be when the teams are, you know, fixed. 100%. But one thing I have to say to people is, it's not the, the Christmas period is is going to be interesting because of those foreign players, that especially Chelsea have signed, that are used to having winter breaks. Those Werners, those Kai's that are usually having a winter mm. break in Bundesliga, but not because of the fixture pack schedule. Because the the Christmas period that we keep calling the packed fixture schedule has been the schedule since the start of the season. We are in a condensed season that has been hampered by COVID where we've been playing every three, four days, regardless of what week it is. Doesn't matter. Autumn, Christmas, spring, it's yeah. going to be the same the whole way through internationals, you know? So that's not the reason. The reason is because some of these players are used to having a break. Um, but what I keep saying to people, and just to respond to this one comment as well, to, to finish up, the reason why Chelsea, a lot of Chelsea fans are saying we're going to win the league. They're, they're on a hype train. We're enjoying, you know, Frank, when your legend is leading you to something potentially very special, you, you, you get hyped. Do you know what I mean? But I think a lot of Chelsea fans won't be disappointed if we don't win it is because we can see potential. A lot of, you know, two Man United fans sitting here, they're, they're very worried about the future. They're not, maybe not gassed about the season because they can't see the potential. We can see young players. We can see growth in our team, an improvement okay. from our and that's what that's all you ask for at a football club. You know, you ask for improvement and you ask for some sort of progression. So that's what we're seeing. So that's where the excitement comes from. Fair point. Tell Chelsea, what are you saying? Oh, sorry, I've asked Terry. So yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Liverpool, yeah. your favourites, best best team in England, best manager in England, best squad in England. Um, you you ha- not have to win, but you're the favourites by a long stretch, like by a long way, in my opinion. So yeah, I still think you'll do it. Okay, and um, Mr. Rance. Liverpool. Yeah, you're gonna do it, bro. Like I said before, yeah. I said Leicester was the. Um, it's gonna be close, though, man. Sure, Leicester. Nah, Leicester was the um, was the lit- litmus test for me, bro. I wanted to see yeah, how you would cope without Henderson, without Salah, without Van Dijk against Leicester, who are not pretenders in it. 
Like they're they're always pushed. They're always there or thereabouts in terms of pushing for like a Europa spot or something. Like that. And you dispatched of them, man. Um, so easy. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so man, I'm, I think I'm, you're gonna be alright. I think the injuries have made us mere mortals this season. You know, I think it's gonna be um, a, a definite tight tight race. I think Chelsea are there. I think Spurs. Few people I know Spurs are Spurs, mm. but still, mm. man, they, the difference—the difference this time is they got Jose Mourinho. Yeah, and say what you want about him, you know, man wins trophies. Yeah, and especially in his second season, you, you know, know I mean? it's the second season syndrome with him. He's at his peak, and this yeah. Spurs team, yeah, Kane's at his, he's got certain players that are at their peak. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong, they don't win it this year. Then they're never going to win it. I get that. I think with Joe said the one thing about second season syndrome that has only ever happened at clubs where he hasn't been happy. I get the sense of looking at Tottenham. I didn't get it at first, but I do now. I feel Porto into vibes where he is the main man. He is happy. You can tell by his Instagram posts. He's in a good mood. Do you get what I mean? And if he's in a good mood, everyone should be fearful. Yeah, that, Bro, it's best. the first time, yeah, in a while that he's been at a club that's smaller than him. Do you know yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, true. Like, and, and, that, get, and that's what it is, bro. At Inter. He was at an Inter team, yeah, that like they were bouncing back in it from not really doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Porto, exactly. So they're the worship man. Same with the Porto thing as well. At Real Madrid, Real Madrid's bigger than Jose. Man United's Mm. bigger than Jose. Do you know what I mean? He's an underdog manager, isn't it? Like he loves that underdogs, underdog siege mentality. That's what he loves. So at Tottenham, yeah, everyone thinks we're shit. Do you know what I mean? Everyone thinks we're going to flop. He'll be loving this. Do you know what I'm saying? uh, That's not going to listen. Jose Mourinho with the with the lack of trophies that they've all won. Yeah, but with bad... that being said, they ain't winning it. So... I knew you were gonna end on that. I knew you were gonna. <laughs> 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 I knew he's gonna just switch at the end on them. I love the way you say that because one thing I've been saying is I'm 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 personally I can bear Liverpool winning titles. Like I don't want to see it. Obviously, I want to see my club win it. But if Liverpool win it, I don't I don't feel this type of anger that a lot of people do. Tottenham, on the other hand. Few Chelsea people on this universe that think I don't like feel that. it. I don't feel it personally. But Tottenham, if Tottenham are in a, we we go to war. If, if Tottenham are in a, if, if it's Chelsea versus Tottenham, then scrap the project, scrap the long term thinking. We must we must that's, beat the title. The neutral from that. That's kind of why I think Liverpool are going to be there. But that's why I, I kind of want to. I want to see two traditional rivals go like City versus Liverpool. It's it doesn't have the same fit. If it's City Man United going for a t- City Liverpool, uh, Man United Liverpool going for a title, it would be poison. Uh, mm. But good poison that everyone enjoys. Tottenham Chelsea would be the same thing. I, yeah. I would like to see that this season because we haven't had it. It feels like we haven't had that for four it's or five years now, where like real bitter rivals are going up against each other. Yeah, well, Chelsea can stand by and let let Tottenham Jose Mourinho. We we would we, we we can't allow it. It can't it can't happen. Can't. Well, happen. I think yeah, yeah. I think. It's going to be one of those mad seasons where, seriously, guys, anything that can happen. Um, I don't make anyone clear, clear favourites. Um, I think we're favourites. I'd make us clear favourites if we had a fully fit squad. In fact, a fully fit squad would be clear by now. I reckon by Christmas, same like last season, because we are the dominant team. There's no doubt about it on and off the pitch um, on every level. But because of the situation that, you know, um, our luck has gone and whatever, whatever. I think it's going to be a close run thing, you know. But, mm-hmm. but guys, I'm going to finish up now and I'm going to really, really thank you all, man. Um, Matisse, where can my people find you, man? 
Yeah, um, MAH or Ma on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, but mainly YouTube is what we're what we're pushing now. Three weeks deep. And yeah, we're putting out content every 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 day or every other day, depending on if there's anything going on. I don't want to talk if there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, yeah there, there's there's the, the content's coming out quick quickly yeah, now. Yeah. YouTube is where you find me. So M A H. Absolutely brilliant, man, and, and big up yourself because um, you know what I mean when I when we spoke the other day, I said, yeah, man, I definitely need to get this bear on my show because um, he talks football and he talks football real. Uh, the other two lads, I don't even feel like you know what I mean letting you have a shout out because you used to. <laughs> But so, and I'm not. Fuck it. <laughs> but thank you very much because you're, you're you're personal friends as well, man. So I appreciate the help that you're putting in. Thank you very much, Rants, man. Thank you very much, my bro. No problem, brother. You know how it is. Terry, same for you, man. Nice one. And, and no get some sleep, bro. Get some sleep because you you're sick. I see you start your streams at six a.m. in the morning and shit. Is that for like what the people in Australia? And what is it? Well, what? I do it because like obviously we cover like multiple teams, but I have conference calls with my other day job with my clients in China, so I have to get up early for them, and I'm up anyway, so I just crack oh, on. Might, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, right. listen, everyone in the in the chat. It's been popping. You know me, I can't keep up with this chat, man. So um, apologies if I couldn't read out any comments wherever, but thank you for the love in the chat. And um, we're going to catch up again for another episode of Carnage. Peace out. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know, being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type two collagen, Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Sports Social Podcast Network.